Hey, welcome to What's the Tea, the TransLink podcast. I'm your host, John Jang. Here's what we're learning about on this episode. How can you recover something you lost while taking transit? Let's tap in to What's the Tea. The next station is... Welcome to What's the Tea, the TransLink podcast. Here's an unfortunate but true fact. People lose things while riding public transit. In all of the hustle and bustle while trying to make your way into work or school or maybe an appointment, it's completely understandable how you might accidentally drop your wallet or your AirPods, your phone or your backpack or your umbrella or your shopping bags full of brand new clothes or your bicycle or a banjo. The point being... People lose things. It happens. But lucky for you, TransLink has a lost property office where all of the items that were mistakenly left behind will be sent to in the hopes that we can help return it to the rightful owner. But where is the lost property office? What kind of lost or discarded items are we even talking about? And what are the things that you would need to know if you accidentally lost something on our transit system? Well, To help answer those questions, we had a sit down with Gabe Milton, one of our work leaders at the Lost Property Office, who's been helping people recover lost items for years. On a daily basis, people to the tune of possibly 120 to 150 people are going to lose something on any given day. Hmm. Depending on where they lost their item, uh, most times it should come to us the next day if it's found. If people have contacted us and have left a report, Uh, then we will match their item to the report Mm. um, and we will let them know that they can come to the office and and get their stuff. Is that the average number of items that you receive every day, around 120, 150? Uh, Around that. Mondays are are far our busiest days uh, because we are collecting items from Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and most routes would come in on the Monday. So Monday is our busiest day. And to be clear, we're talking about um, like all of the transportation mediums across Metro Vancouver. So that's bus, SkyTrain, West Coast Express, uh, the C bus. Am I missing anything? Handy Dart as well, maybe? Uh, not Handy Dart, but all the other areas that you've just mentioned, that's where we get items from. Right. So all of that across the vast region that is Metro Vancouver, it all finds its way uh, to lost property, assuming, you know, people have reported it as being lost and turned it over to an operator or maybe a SkyTrain attendant so that they know um, how to take care of that. But what are some of the more commonly found things for you and your team? Because I'm sure there's things that just common, like it just, they just keep popping up and you can't get rid of it. Um, the, the staple items are your cell phones, wallets, IDs, mm. single ID cards. We get a certain amount of jewelry, most anything that you can think of. Um, AirPod cases, those are have been a bane of our existence when when those were invented because we get bagfuls each month large bagfuls many people tend to lose them in the track so they come out of a train they've got the the pieces in their ears one of them falls in the track and mm. they call us and now it's a bit of a, a deal to uh, try and get it back to them but we do there is a process would you say that maybe most like customers maybe just don't know that this lost property office exists and 
if they lose something on their journey, whether it's going home or maybe to school, work, whatever it may be, they might tell themselves, well, well, it's gone. It's lost forever. I'm just going to have to buy a new one. Whereas, you know, those that know better might think, oh, I know I should contact your team here at LP. For sure. For sure, that's the case because we, um, compared to the amount of items that come in, mm. we we do get a lot of reports. Now, in saying that, if we check, let's say, 10 reports, maybe one or two items maybe have come in from those 10 reports. Right. So we generate a lot of reports. Um, on a Monday, typically, I can print, I'd say on average, maybe 120 reports. So those are things that have lost have been lost between Friday uh, late afternoon mm-hmm. through Sunday uh, through late Sunday. Right. Um, so I print those out, then I distribute them to the uh, uh, different areas where people who work here are responsible for, mm-hmm. um, and then it begins. The stuff comes in. Right. Uh, everything gets logged into the system. Um, for instance, wallets. Every card that's in the wallet mm. gets logged into the system, um, and uh, hopefully we have a report for it. Uh, if we don't have a report, if there is government ID with an address, so we will send them a card in the mail. Uh, if we get a high school ID, we phone the high schools. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of means that we have at our disposal to try and get items back to people. Cell phones. Now, most cell phones these days are, are have a password attached. Right. If they don't, uh, we do go in looking for, in, let's say, in the contact list under mom, dad, or home. Right. We look for a Gmail account. If we find one, we will email them. Mm. Sometimes in a wallet, we're going to find a doctor's appointment. Mm. So we'll phone the doctor <laughs> and just say, hey, one of your one of the uh, people that, that sees that doctor, uh, we'll give them the name, give them our number. So, a myriad of ways that uh, we can try and get stuff back to them. I think people would be very surprised to know that this there's a tremendous amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to try and reconnect you with what you lost. Yeah, for sure. And I, I you know, I wouldn't be well. I'm partially bragging, uh, but uh, I believe that the Vancouver lost property is probably the best in in the country and so if you lose something on a transit vehicle in vancouver you've got a greater chance of getting it back than pretty much any other place in canada why do you think that might be because we're just so darn good at what we do (laughs) Uh, naturally i don't know if maybe people are a bit more honest in Mm. returning things giving things to the driver um i don't think we just have a very uh well-run system Mm -hmm. uh we're actually looking to upgrade the system to make it even uh, more user-friendly. Oh, interesting. Um, but um, we make it easy to find things to get back to people. Uh, before I arrived here, before the computer age, <clears throat> everything was just written in a large book. Right. Uh, don't ask me how anybody ever got anything <laughs> back. Like I say, we go to great lengths to try and get things back to people. Absolutely. And it's all digitally cataloged, so it's easier to just look it up in a system that... <clears throat> Um, you know, is electronic and you can access it right away. You know, you, we've asked you about the most commonly sort of recovered items that you get here. What are some of the more interesting or truly unique items that you've gotten here? Because I'm sure, to your point, you said anything you can think of, it's probably come through these walls at some point. What are some things that really stand out to you in your years working here? Uh, you know, musical instruments. In fact, there was a trumpet that came in mm. that um, 
nobody uh, has taken, so that's going to go to auction. Okay. Uh, so various musical instruments, flutes, uh, guitars, banjos, wow. um, children's toys. Unfortunately, kids drop their stuffed toy, their precious stuffed toy. Gosh, there's just so so much dentures. People seem to want to take their teeth out. Don't ask me why. Okay. Um, like on a sky train, I a guy phoned in once and I said, "Why did you take? Why did you do that?" And he, I'm like, I come. He was gumming the answer, so I couldn't quite understand <laughs> oh, what he said. Okay. Um, but uh, items like that, really, oh. really odd things. Uh, we got a fake, like a leg, like a. Uh, a prosthetic. Like a prosthetic limb. Oh, my once. goodness. Um, so really anything you can possibly think of. Anything. You know, people, rings, uh, necklaces, um, watches come into us. Certain rings could be in the family as an heirloom for multiple generations. So, like, I can see someone having such an attachment to this thing. So, of course, like, it, it's such a big deal for them when, when they maybe get something like that back. What are some of the more, like, memorable let's call it reunification moments that you've had where uh, an owner has finally been able to recover the item that, that they lost and, and maybe just meant so much to them. Yeah, a couple of times uh, people lose their company laptops oh, yeah. uh, okay. with a lot of uh, important information on it. So when they get those back, they're especially grateful. <laughs> uh, those are the ones where they pop across to Tim Hortons and get us a box of donuts and coffee. Okay. Uh, so, um, so there's those. There was a fella who lost his passport um, and was supposed to travel that night. Uh, he was going back to, I think, Edmonton or somewhere. He needed this passport. So after several phone calls, um, we were able to reunite tell him where the passport was along wow. the Canada line, he was able to meet up and make his flight. Right. So, uh, you know, people are really very grateful. And we do hear a lot, especially people that have come from other countries. Uh, Brazil seems to come up a lot. Hmm. Uh, Mexico, if this happened uh, where I lived, I would never get this back. Wow. We hear that a lot. So, um, you know, there's people that come to this country and... Uh, uh, you know, that's one of the perks of, of coming here. So that we have a facility that uh, can help them get their stuff back. Right. And they're always amazed when they get it back. They, a lot of them say, I cannot believe that I just got my wallet back, especially if there's money in it too. Now, we've all lost something before, hopefully nothing too expensive and not very recently. But knowing that TransLink has an entire lost property office dedicated to reuniting you with your lost items, it's a pretty great thing. But when we come back, we'll explore what happens to items that sadly never get picked up or returned to its rightful owner. Spoiler alert, it's still a really happy ending. You're listening to What's the Tea, the TransLink podcast. It's time for another TransLink etiquette moment. Things you should and should not do while taking transit. Etiquette tip number 12. Nobody wants to sit next to a chatty chihuahua. Shh. Loud conversations on your phone can bother your fellow transit riders. Friendly reminder, avoid using your speakerphone if you need to take a call. Visit translink.ca slash etiquette for more. Welcome back to What's the Tea, the TransLink podcast, in conversation with Gabe Milton, a work leader at the TransLink Lost Property Office. Now, we talk optimistically, thinking that, um, you know, everything that comes through these walls will get recovered one day, will get picked up by the rightful owner, and then there's a happy ending there. But 
reality is life works different ways. So when items uh, pass the, the deadline for pickup and no one's called in to file a report, no one's come to pick it up, what happens with the items that remain here? Like, do they just kind of get into a box somewhere and just collect dust? Or is there something proactively that your team does to try and, you know, make use of these items in one way or another? Um, we have a lot of um, organizations that we work with. Mm. Some we give uh, backpacks to. They really need backpacks and we get a lot of backpacks. So uh, new food items and backpacks will go to them. Um, other people, other uh, areas like shelters, um, they need clothing. They need, especially in the winter, they need hats and scarves and gloves. Um, so there's a couple of places that we deal with uh, as far as those items are concerned. Um, items of value, cell phones, uh, cash, even cash that people lose, a whole myriad of things. If we think we can get a buck for it, mm -hmm. it goes to auction. Mm. Um, and the money generated from all those items amounts to around $50,000 a year. Wow. So okay. that money is generated just from lost property. Right. And, and what happens with that money? Uh, that goes to United Way. So again, there almost is another happy ending there. So even if the items don't unfortunately get returned back to its original owner, um, you know, it's going to benefit someone eventually down the road because of the way that the system is set up where we don't hold on to it forever. It gets donated to different charities or the monetary value is then donated to an organization where it can actually help other people who really need that kind of support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, certain miscellaneous items also go to the Diabetes Foundation. Mm. So they come every couple of weeks and pick up any number of bags from us also. So, you know, unless something's really, you know, garbage worthy, a lot of stuff mm -hmm. goes out to a lot of different places. I think which, a lot. Which we're pretty proud of. Yeah, I think people would be, um, again, like very surprised, but impressed to hear that. And I think that's something more people should know. Um, if somebody's listening to this right now, Gabe, and they said, oh my goodness, you know what? I, I lost my cell phone on the bus a couple of days ago, or maybe last week. If they wanted to try and make your team's lives easy as possible, what are some of the things, the details they have to know if they're trying to claim an item from the lost property office the right way? If you're talking about a cell phone, mm -hmm. uh, there are specific questions that we ask. So number one, of course, we need to know what brand of phone they lost. So if it's an iPhone or a Samsung in particular, we need to know what kind of iPhone, mm -hmm. what kind of Samsung. Uh, we need to know who the service provider is that they're using. We need to know if that phone is in a case or not, if the phone is locked, uh, and if so, how is it locked? Mm. And finally, the phone number of the phone. So if they... Uh, know those details. They know the day they lost it. Um, they know uh, which bus they were on. When I say which bus, I'm talking about the route number of the right, bus. Right. Um, then, you know, give us a call, even if you don't know the route number, um, or even maybe you don't know the specific day. Mm. But if you can give us enough details that we can go and look, uh, we can try and establish if it's your phone. What are certain items that are maybe the most difficult to try and verify whether or not the owner is the rightful owner? Because we get so many of them, it's airport cases. Mm. It's difficult to, to, to determine one from another, even if we have the bus number and the route number in the day, uh, because so very many of them are lost. Um, sometimes it comes down to the serial number. So mm. if they know the serial number and it matches up, then come on, Dale. And we're happy, uh, happy to get it back to you. But I would say of all the ones that we get, maybe... 
and I'm being generous, 5% of, of, of all the ones that we get, wow. eventually we'll get back to the person that lost it. Like Gabe, I'll be honest listening to you now. Like I, when I buy new things, I don't think about like, oh, let's take a picture of the serial number or like, let's write it down somewhere because I'll have, who knows, maybe I'll have to remember it one day. But this is actually encouraging me to start getting into that behavior because now people who are listening to this as well are hopefully thinking the exact same thing. Like AirPods get lost a lot. They're almost designed to be very losable, right? They're not connected to you in any way. They just store the two wireless devices. So I hope whoever's, whoever's listening, right? Maybe they're listening on an AirPod right now. <laughs> they're they're going to be able to get into the habit of remembering what that serial number is going to be like. Well, you know, I would encourage people a lot of times um, they have something in a pocket mm. and let's say it's a shallow pocket mm. and they, they go to get up and it falls out of their pocket. So, uh, and sometimes people have lost like very large amounts of money mm. um, that uh, unfortunately... Uh, this city, as in many cities, uh, money just gets taken. So there's, uh, while there are a lot of honest people, mm -hmm. um, I would say a vast majority, if they see especially a large amount of money, they just take it. So um, please just take care of your staff, especially if you have something expensive on you, uh, if you have a passport on you, just make sure that you're taking that bag uh, when you leave, uh, because there's a decent chance that you may not get it back. Yeah, fair enough. That's a very good reminder. What do you think makes for a successful um, employee working in a, a, at a lost property office? What are some of the intangible traits that would make a good colleague here in this, in this in these walls? The willingness to go the extra mile, mm. diligence that you just want to come and do the best that you can. Uh, it's a roller coaster here. Mm. So there's tears of happiness as as well as tears of joy. So um, you get a myriad every time somebody walks through the door, every time you take a phone call, you're never quite sure what, uh, what's going to happen at the other end. Some people, uh, as you can imagine, they're quite distraught. They've right. just lost something. Yeah. Sometimes it's something of great value. Uh, sometimes it's an umbrella with sentimental value. Mm. We get quite a few of those. Um, so we just do the best we can. And a good lost property, uh, employee is one that, sort of follows that credo uh, just to do the best that they can to get things back to people. Before we wrap things up, Gabe, is there anything else that maybe our listeners and TransLink customers should know um, when it comes to, again, the work that you do, or if they're trying to, again, recover something that they lost, um, what is one thing that you would want to share as a message to our listeners? I would say if you have lost something on a transit vehicle, to phone us as soon as possible, uh, because it's it is possible that we can uh, try and get it back to you the same day that you lost it. Okay. So the sooner you phone us, the quicker and the uh, greater chance that you're going to get that item back. Even if it's a scarf, even if it's a uh, caller straight away. Mm. Uh, again, that number is 604-953-3334. And you'll speak to one of our agents. They will take your name and information um, so that we can start uh, the process of trying to get it back to you. Sometimes we could all use a break. Life is hard already, and we know how awful it feels when you realize you've lost something that's really valuable to you. Thankfully, we do have a lost property office. So if you've lost something on transit, know that if it's turned in, we are going to do our best to get it back to you. You can always find the business hours and the contact information for the lost property office online at translink.ca. 
My thanks to Gabe Milton and the entire team at the Lost Property Office for giving us their time and for doing the work they do every single day. Producer Alan for keeping me from getting lost every single day. And you, as always, for listening and subscribing. My name is John Jang, and until next time, have a safe trip. Coast Mountain Bus Company is hiring bus drivers. As one of BC's top employers, they offer many perks, including paid training and exceptional benefits. Apply by May 22nd at translink.ca slash drive.